It's time for the 8 Grady Sports Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team with Jerome Espinoza and Dontrell Moore. Jerome Espinoza is a Class A PGA professional and director of instruction for 8 Grady's Golf. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! Dontrell Moore is a former Lobos and NFL running back and part of the Lobos football ring of honor. Dontrell Moore and he takes it in for the touchdown. Every Saturday morning, the guys will talk golf, football and what it takes to be an elite competitor now here's jerome espinoza and dontrell moore good morning and welcome to the Grady <laughs> sports show i am jerome espinoza alongside my guy dontrell moore yes sir um and so another another week and i was gone last week had a little Family drama with a dog and all. Oh my gosh, it's been devastating week. And make no mistake about it, dogs are family, dude. It's <laughs> it's crazy. So I'm back, and um, we'll get started because we have quite a bit and some cool news. And I don't know, um, you know, I'll just say this as a Sun Country PGA member, um, stuff happens at the Sun Country, and you know, currently the PGA of America, which is kind of our big. Um, PGA thing that they're having their annual meeting. And so we had some big news nationally, and this is always a big thing. Last year, a gentleman named Tom Yost out of Farmington won a massive award, national award. And so this year, and they've been trying to do this forever, but Herb Wimberly, who the Wimberly family is synonymous with New Mexico golf, um, Herb Wimberly was just inducted into the PGA of America Hall of Fame. So that happened this week, um, and I mean, dude, obviously, it's a great, fantastic honor. Absolutely. Um, Herb is down at New Mexico State, but his brother Guy Wimberly used to run a Royal for 30 years back in the day, and so, that, like I said, they're just very synonymous with golf, New yep. Mexico golf. Um, you know, I think Herb, and I'm not super versed, but... I think he coached the New Mexico State golf team. He was, um, you know, really, really instrumental in starting the PGM program down there. So for people that don't know, um, the PGM program is one of maybe 10 universities around the country that trains. Uh, you can get a degree in uh, oh, wow. in golf management. They also get a degree in marketing and some business and stuff is like that. Is that being able to to be able to run like your own course? Yeah, maybe? exactly. Yeah. Yep. They get PGA membership, and then it's like I said, it's it's an actual degree. So they get a business degree, a marketing degree. Um, so they they started that program, and I want to say that Guy Wimberly, his brother who passed away a couple years ago, did try to start one at UNM and got declined. They just couldn't ever get it off the ground. So. You know, congratulations to the Wimberly family. Again, they're super synonymous with golf in New Mexico. And if you've heard of Wimberly, it's either Guy or Herb. So it's a huge, huge honor to be inducted into the PGA of America Hall of Fame. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's some pretty big names. Doesn't get much bigger than that. (laughs) In that Hall of Fame. And for especially for a normal guy, you know, it'd be like, a normal guy going into the NFL Hall of Fame. You're like, wait, what? How did what? he do that? Did, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, congrats to them. And, you know, wanted to just talk about that real quick. And some stuff that's happened in golf, you know, is there's quite a bit, actually, which is kind of cool in this off-season time, so to speak. 
And I don't think I asked you about this or whatever, but Annika Sorenstam was ex- uh, accepted into Augusta National. No, you didn't. She's ask a me. member, dude. That's my girl. I love Annika. So I, I can't. I know that um, Condoleezza Rice is a member. She has been for a little while. Correct. Yep. And Annika is now accepted as a member. So, I mean, what do you think of that, dude? I think it's pretty cool. I think she is. I mean, for me, when she was in her prime, pound for pound, I would yes. put her meaning male or female. <laughs> she was just absolutely. I know she plays in that uh, tournament with Tiger and their and their uh, with her. I think her daughter or is it her son that she plays with? But and or you know or the proams or whatever. The sorry, the proam with uh, uh, where you have Tony Romo and all those oh, guys yeah. that play it. She still plays really well. But I think it's an amazing thing. It's crazy that it has to be a thing in my mind. Like think about <laughs> that. It's a story meaning. She's just a wonderful golfer. Why does it have to be a thing? But that's that's the old, yep. you know, kind of country rules club. and country club. There you go. The old kind of old school stuff with the country club. But congratulations to Annika, who is my is my favorite, um, second favorite, actually, golfer of all time. Yeah, so that's kind of cool to have her, you know, like you said, Augusta is probably the country club. I mean, I, oh. other ones would argue, but yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, um, Dude, there's been a lot of stuff with this TGL, um, and I don't know if you've heard about mm-hmm. this and stuff like that. So TGL, and I can't remember. I want to just call it the Tiger Golf League. It's not really that, <laughs> but it's Tiger and Rory and some of these guys, what they did to try and combat live, right? So oh, okay. TGL is, I mean, I, I think it's Tiger... Rory and Justin Timberlake are all involved in this. So that's Again, different than the thing we talked about that they built in New York. This is an actual golf league. That's yeah, it. so they're trying to do it for the PGA Tour, and these guys are eligible, and they're going to play. And do not Again, all this stuff is being sorted out like in a stadium-type venue, and it's like kind of simulator. Kind of like and it's, oh, it's, okay. It's, I mean, but it's like in a stadium. Like it's a big stadium, and it's supposed to have this massive payout and all this stuff. But, you know, Tiger's... I don't know. I don't want to say he's transitioning. I'm not ready to give that up. No, me either. You know, he's involved in the TGL stuff. He's designing golf course. He's involved in Pop Stroke. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Pop Stroke is not here. Probably, if I had to guess, it Arizona. probably will not come here, at least as of yet. Yeah. It's in, you know, the major metroplexes, right. Some Phoenix, Scottsdale, Scottsdale and, yeah. you know, Florida, Orlando, and that sort of stuff. But, well, I mean, what's your take on Tiger? Like, I know he's involved well, in a lot of I mean, things. He's a he's a he's a you know entrepreneur, if you will, philanthropist. He does all those things to me. You know, gives back, figures out a way to stay connected with the game. You know, like where Jack is, like everything is about golf courses, right? That yep. was his thing. And Tiger's, you know, kind of more, you know, into these things. I think it's awesome. I think that, and I don't know too much about the TGL stuff about you know the league. But it sounds like it's like going to be just like, is it a single stadium or is it like a 250,000 square foot like stadium and it's all in one place? Or is it going to kind of travel? Do you know? It's like a single stadium so, with the okay. photos that I've seen. Okay. And um, yeah, so that's like 250,000 square foot There's arena. like three versus three and there's a scoreboard. And, yes. And it's, so it's virtual, like kind of like. I think it's yeah. like half virtual. So I think, not. I think, because I remember that him and Rory were talking about it a couple years ago and now that it's coming to fruition. I think these things are good for golf. Golf um, is a game. 
that I think needs to continue to reach the masses as opposed to just kind of staying with the old country club kind of mentality. Yep. And uh, I think that Tiger and Roy are the best, which is so crazy for me because I, if I was a Tiger fan, like obviously I respect Phil Mixon, but if you love Tiger, right, then you don't like Phil. And then I kind of wanted to be that way with Rory because <laughs> like, oh man, Rory's going to be this new guy that kind of dethrones Tiger. He didn't, you know, hasn't won in a while, but he's really good. And I like it. I love their friendship is what I'm saying. Yeah. Their friendship is good for golf. And so I, whatever they're in, then you throw JT and they're Justin Timberlake. (laughs) How can it miss? So we'll see how it goes. And and maybe, you know, the answer to this, but is it, is it um, only for PGA tour professionals? That was kind of, again, it was created because they were trying to take on live and obviously, you know, uh, we've talked about this. Money wise, it's not happening. There's no chance. That's impossible. <laughs> well, but, they can print I mean, money. You can't. <laughs> yeah, but you get. You know, I guess for us, right, and like some pop culture and that sort of stuff. You got Tiger, Rory, Justin Timberlake. I mean, that's got some pop behind it. Absolutely. That's pretty. It's. It may not have the unlimited funds of the. I don't even know the PIF or whatever, um, the Saudi fund. But you know, it's got for Americans. As, that's as big as it that's gets. a good kind of crew to start Absolutely. with, and so Great. you know they they're going to have like a shot clock and like different stuff. So I don't know. We'll see if TGL. It's supposed to start like I'm not even kidding. It's supposed to start in like I don't know five or six weeks or something like oh, that soon. to see if that that goes. Up. You can call timeouts. There's all kinds of stuff. Wow. And, you know maybe we'll dig a little deeper yeah, later maybe, in the next time about like yeah it's the shows and all that. Maybe they'll they're trying to make like a basketball game maybe or something yeah, just yes. kind of event. Yeah. I, listen, no matter if they work the kinks out or not or if it's perfect, if it's going to be a flaw, it's okay. I'm I'm just all on board with it, and I think everyone yeah. else should be too. Well, going to designing Tiger designing courses, courses, right? Like people complain about designers all the time really like, it doesn't matter pete die you know pete Dye, people hate pete die no i've that's, like that's, i don't i mean they don't like pete die like pete die is like the devil to some people <laughs> um which and i've played quite a few die courses which they think he's diabolical pete Dye, right? just he, so you know has like um railroad ties he's really known for like railroad ties in bunkers along water um i can tell you this as a golfer pete die i can I can accept his brilliance because what he does to you as a golfer is from the tee box and you look at the fairway, you're like, dude, there's nowhere to hit this ball. And then you hit it and you're like, oh, okay. Oh, this guy was just messing with my brain. Which is awesome. Yeah. Which is awesome if you're mentally tough, right? We talk about that. Absolutely. We talk about that all the time. Do I go? Can I carry this bunker on the left? I, I think I can. It says it's two forty, but it looks like it's a. You know, then you carry the bunker on the left. You're in the middle of the fairway. It's a, a you know, a wedge. In, you know what I mean? Yep. Like it's that. Like if he he wants you to be with between your ears on the tee box. He, so for me, hundred percent, he does that. Even to the greens, he'll mess. I mean, look at TPC Sawgrass, uh, right? Uh, the Florida? Island Green. Oh, 17. That's the Island Green at seventeen. Seventeen. Yep. I don't think that hole tips out at more than one hundred and forty yards, and dudes hit it in the water, and it all takes people's souls. The time people go yeah. to seventeen with the lead at the players, <laughs> and they lose, and they, they become in fifth. And I'm going to tell you that green is probably. I haven't been there personally, but I don't think it's a small green. So it's it's a large green. Yeah, you could have a thirty, and it's play. a short hole. <laughs> And people, and that's just Pete Dye. Like he just, that's what he does. Kind of on the side. What's a tougher hole for you in your mind, mentally, not physically, not the distance? A seventeen at TPC or twelve at Amen Corner. 
Well, here's what I'll say, dude. This is this is my qualifier or context, I guess. If me and you are going to have a good buddies trip, okay, and we're having a great time, yes, I don't give a rip. Oh, it doesn't matter. Okay, like I hit a ball in the water, I'm like, okay. oh, cool. Pull out That's another fine. one. I'll just go get it. Go to the drop zone. Yep. Blah blah blah. Okay, but if you put me as a tour, PJ tour professional on in an event, the last day, yeah. I mean, I'll even say the first day. Just sure. put me in an event with okay. fans, and it means something to me. Like that changes everything completely. How you see that now? Okay. Some people can argue, but like, it's got to be the same. It's not. It's not. It so will not be the same. So let me play devil's advocate just a little bit. Take the take the Sunday nostalgia, the PGA Tour yep. event, but it's a PGA Tour event. But it's just the hole itself, the difficulty of the structure of the hole, which one is harder? Probably TPC because it's just surrounded by water. Like there's water everywhere. There's one little bunker that's kind of in the way. Um, you know, and Augusta, what makes Augusta really difficult is, and I've never played there. I'm just right. speaking to what everybody says, yep. is the wind is swirling in there. It changes. So if you hit a shot and all of a sudden you feel the wind, your ball could be yep. in the in that little the little tiny creek that's probably that's right two there. feet wide. Yep, and a lot of people go in there. Okay, cool. So you think structurally, a seventeen at TPC is harder I just than think twelve? There's, I just think the punishment is way more difficult at TPC because if you go water, long, it's water. Yeah, short, it's short, water. Right, right left. <laughs> like Augusta, and they always say this that the bailout is hit it right so to the middle left. of the green. That's where Tiger went. Like all those 19. guys, if they're yeah, Tiger is ridiculous he just hits over those bunkers middle of the left. green yep two, putt two putts gets out <laughs> tpc it's at least what they say you know and again there's t it's all water so you're like okay dude what the heck i just love 12 being there i was you know at the 16 17 masters with sergio one yep. just i was literally right there on the tee box we got that i just was like wow but it was also sunday at the masters yep. right you know so nothing really is that but interesting yeah, and I mean, again, you know, there's so much going on. Tiger's designing courses, and that's kind of, you know, as we got off on Pete Dye, but Tiger, they played a course that Tiger Design Tour did in this fall series, and some guy just blew him up and said it was terrible. I mean, you can find a flaw with Jack Nicholas. Everybody says it favors the right because he used to like to hit fades. Oh. So designing courses, I think for players – um, and I don't even know if Pete Dye, obviously Pete Dye was not the player of Tiger or Jack. Right. Um, but he's more of a 100% designer where some of these guys that play, sometimes they'll have some preference. Like, let's give a little more room to the left because I used to hook the crud out of it. <laughs> or, you know, so, but, you know, that people are complaining about, they always complain about who designs Design the course. If it's too easy, they complain. If it's too hard, they complain. If they have yeah, big just bunkers, like, why are there bunkers there's water, there? Yeah, there's water on the left. Yeah, and so yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I, I think Tiger will be just fine at designing courses. I think he's got a great eye. I do. Too. Like that's what it takes. I is it too. takes tons of creativity. I mean, just think, it would be like going out into the West Side, the West Mesa, and just sitting Seeing there and going, okay, go, okay, yeah. How can I? And and there's also routing, like. Nine has to finish back at the oh, clubhouse. Right. Yeah. Yes. They, you can't walk 300 yards. Right. I mean, there's so many things yeah. to think about when you're designing a golf course. It's not cool. just like, oh, cool par four. And you're right. Like, no. Oh, okay. Dude, you need well, like two par fives now. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No, it's, it, it, they're geniuses. There's no doubt about it. You know, whether you're good at golf or not, you're geniuses to be able to do it. I think Jack does a good job at, at designing courses as well. Yeah. I mean, it's creativity, which would right. be kind of cool. Yep. Um, 
speaking of, you know, TGL, we got to talk about Liv. Liv made some changes, and some news just popped this week with Liv. The PGA Tour's allowing some of their players to play in the the Liv is having a qualifying tournament. And the PGA Tour allowed the players to play in the qualifying tournament. The qualifying, the qualification for Liv or the qualification yeah, for they're having like so right now going on is Q school for oh, PGA right. Tour. So Liv is having a Q school for like four spots. Wow. But the PGA Tour allowed their players to go play in oh, it. Oh, meaning if you weren't even if you weren't already a live member, you can go and play. Yeah, in you go play oh, this qualifying tournament, and no. it's got a huge payout. No, 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 no. Now, no. the key is they can't take the live spot because then they're kicked off the tour. the tour. Right. But they can go play in this tournament and win a million dollars for winning this qualifying tour or whatever the payout I, is. I, I don't know if I agree with it, but I mean they're they're trying to come together so. We'll see what they ultimately decide. They're, they're, they're going to let them play, which is crazy. Unbelievable! I can't believe it, but I mean, we'll see. They might make an adjustment and say, nope, sorry. We changed our mind. Not happening. So, I mean, it, it'll be uh, super interesting at what takes place. And so, um, yeah, this is the A-Grady Sports Show on ESPN Radio 101.7. The team, Don Troll and I are here till 11 o'clock every Saturday. Dude, my favorite time of the year. We'll come back to this. It's tip-off time around the country, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get back to the 8th Grady Sports Show with Jerome Espinoza and Dontrell Moore on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Welcome back to the 8th Grady Sports Show alongside my main man, Dontrell Moore. Yes, sir. Out of Roswell. Um, if you're in need of regripping, club repair, or golf instruction, hit us up. Winner is... Here on certain days, <laughs> not always. It's here on certain days, and we're a great indoor option. So, dude, it's my time of year. November, hoops, baby. hoops. You know this, and I'll tell you this: you'll 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 find a kick out of this. We always used to talk a lot of crap here in Albuquerque when I was coaching basketball because we'd be like, "Well, Hobbs will start losing in football because once those dudes hear the balls bouncing in the gym." They're quitting football, and they're headed to the gym because that would always happen. Like, Hobbs football would be okay. We're like, well, basketball players must be playing. Mm -hmm. And then once the balls start bouncing, game over. They're all suddenly quitting football and going into the gym. And you may have experienced that with Hobbs because you're a Roswell guy. So. Sorry, got a little twitch right there, a little <laughs> post-traumatic stress yeah. right now, man. Uh, I'll never forget we were playing Gus Macker. Do you ever play Gus Macker? Yeah. I, those are my favorite things. Me and my boys um, played those growing up, and we were at Gus Macker, and we had just won the state championship in football, and we had our rings, and we were kind of walking around. And then Ronald Ross and Willie oh Henry and Brett gosh. Ward and Ke- they rolled down their window and they had all four figures. Oh and I'm like, goodness. oh my gosh, four state. Those teams were absolutely stacked. And so basketball season, I was always, you know, I played both. I love basketball, as you know. And, you know, right around November, we were still playing. And then I remember I'd get to, you know, basketball a little late, kind of yep. around December, yep. depending how, and had to get my lungs back and stuff. <laughs> but I love basketball. It is a great time. And you know Hobbs and just the South Clovis used to be really good at basketball. They would get those um, transfers in and stuff. So, yep, from yeah, the base. No, no, you already know. So, yep. Yeah. And so it's hoop season and, you know, Lobo hoops. And I was giving Sam a little bit of grief because uh, I can't remember who it was, but one of the guys projected the Lobos in the final four, dude. Whoa. Like, what? No way. Are you kidding? The last time that happened, Steve Alford 
It was at the tournament, though. The Lobos were like projected by a lot of those experts to go to the Final Four, and and then they lost in the first round, they right? Zonked yeah, early, the and then Steve round. was gone. Oh. <laughs> he left. Um, but yeah, I saw you know projections of going to the Final Four, dude. I don't, I haven't I, seen the Lobos yet. I don't know a lot. I haven't seen them either. I know they, you know, they won recently. And kind of that open open game, I think it was Texas Southern, right, or something like that. And they know they had a, I think they got a, a Nigerian or an African um, guy that's supposed to be really good, a seven footer. So, um, and they they were really good last year. It was a weird year, right? Last year they were yep. really good, and then all of a sudden, like the bottom fell out. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, what the heck is this? So, but that's basketball, and I think that's why when people ask me, the Final Four and March Madness is bar none. My favorite time of year. That's awesome. I played football my entire life. I played in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. I played college. The Final Four and March Madness is by meaning it's on, the only thing that rivals it is like Masters. Watching the Masters. Well, especially now, I would say, dude, because um, and someone mentioned this to me the other day. I was talking about basketball, and they said, "When's the last time Kentucky or Kansas or any of these Duke, some of these big?" And he goes, "It's because they have all young kids." He said, "The portal has changed stuff." And the COVID years, and the good teams are all 24, 25. They have, like, men, men. And you and I have talked about this at length about, you know, when BYU used to have all these 25-year-olds and they would put a hurting on people. Well, that's (laughs) happened now this time of year and the portal and all that stuff is you have old teams. And in the tournament, that makes a huge difference when you have – Experience a twenty-four, twenty-five-year-old yeah. playing against a nineteen-year-old kid. It does make it does it does matter. It's a difference, absolutely. Well, because experience to me in the tournament about hoop season—that's what we're talking about—is um, just the excitement of November and the NBA. And we'll talk a little bit about you know the the guy next uh, next segment. But I'm a Tar Heel fan. I've been a Tar Heel basketball fan <laughs> since I was three years old, and. Um, cause Jordan went there and Jordan's the goat. Sorry. And so I, I just enjoy that watching those, the blue bloods get to the yep. NCAA tournament. But the bigger thing that I enjoy just as much as watching my tarles in the national and the NCAA tournament is the butlers, the, uh, yes. the, the George Mason, Dude, Gonzaga. the Gonzaga. They weren't what they, they are now. I know. Right. I can tell right. you that. Uh, uh, Mark Few, I think is his yes. name. Yes. Um, been there for years. Been there for years, but it, it it's kind of a they juggernaut now. They started as a Cinderella. There you go. And now they're just kind of like how Boise was in football. Yep. I know they've kind of fallen off a little bit now, but I mean, they were no one. And then Peterson turned them into you know this this, this juggernaut of a team and winning and BCS busting when they beat um, Oklahoma in the 2009 yep. Fiesta Bowl. You remember that? Yep. But I watched yes, the highlights the other day. It's an unbelievable game. One of the best games of all time. Um, up there with USC, um, USC uh, Texas yep. in 2005. But yeah, so just a great time. March Madness and hoops. Um, then you get the NBA starting. And then just it's just a great time for guys who love basketball. So Yeah, for me, I always... <laughs> this uh, and you, you probably you were playing for the Lobos and probably didn't experience as much. But I always feel bad when they're playing across the street and there's eighteen thousand, and the other you know east there's five hundred people. Because I saw a photo of the stadium. I think it was just this UNM. last weekend UNLV. at UNM, and I was like, oh my god, everyone. And it's no different. Like I said, how we started. Hobbs used to hear the balls bouncing. And they're gone. I would season, say man. the Lobo fans do the same thing. It's, the ball starts bouncing, and they're like, woof, to the pit. 
I agree, and 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 Albuquerque has, in large part, been a basketball city. They and they, they've 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 in. They've they've had great players. They've had great teams over the years. I remember when I was in seventh eighth grade, we came up and watched Charles the Sp- oh, Spider, yeah, the Spider and Kenny Thomas and Royce Olney, and yep. you know they just had some really good teams. And then even later, Danny Granger when I was playing. But I, I you're right. Basketball's in the air, and people are going to go. And I mean, there was multiple sellouts last year, I believe, right at the pit. Yeah, um, I mean, um, and so again. It's it's not where it was. Let's let's be honest. It's not where it was. But I feel like there's a there's a buzz going around yep. with the basketball for whatever reason. So I hope, like anybody else, when basketball's doing well, the city is doing well. So, um, you know, rooting for those guys for sure. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it, for as long as I can remember, and I know the pit is now down to probably like fifteen thousand or something. Yep. When I was a kid, it was eighteen thousand eighteen. And I remember that wow. because my dad and I, that was called standing room only, only, and I don't even know if they have that anymore, but there would be a dot at the top of the pit, like there was dots on the ground. So when we would couldn't get a ticket, we'd get standing room only, you'd just find a dot, stand, on stand a dot. up, and just stand there and watch the game, and that wow. was part of the 18,018 packed gotcha. in. And nuts and so that you know, was capacity. So so yes. eighteen thousand eighteen was also standing room, correct? Correct. That gotcha. was that was the yes, that was that the was standing the, room the fire the fire hazard uh, <laughs> capacity, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's when they had obviously now they've upgraded and have those suites, um, which I've been in one and they so are I. what they are. But yeah. I can tell you, I also used to enjoy sitting up in the mezzanine up there because those were some of the last tickets sold. Right. Back in the day, too, it was kind of cool to sit up way up way there up in that there. mezzanine. Kind of look It's down. a great view, mm-hmm. um, you know. So yeah, it's it's right. hoop season, and I don't high school hoops has not started yet. They're, Practices will be of, like in a couple weeks. Yeah, I want to say yeah. They, they've kind of they had some sympathy to you guys, to you football guys, because yes, it was chance, like man. you would show up. I mean, if you're like playing, two, you'd go. What Thanksgiving was always, after, was always kind of state you know, championship. For High, you know, we you know we played into you know in <laughs> December, December, you know. So yeah, but we I I want to say I'd miss a game or two. Even oh, you'd miss you'd two, miss probably three or four. That's what I'm saying. I jump in a tournament. Yeah, exactly. So I used to hate that. I used yep. to hate missing those games. Like you know, my junior year when I led the state in assists, I'm like, but I missed four games. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me those, give four, me those games four. But back. that's so. That, so what you're saying is they've maybe moved it back a little they've, bit. They've adjusted to, all the sports because that's what was happening, right? right the Don Trump Moore from football would come mid December, and it's like, dude, he's he's really behind, way behind, like way behind to it. Like I didn't play football, so I had been basketball training, yep. you know. And then it would happen to the basketball kids that play baseball. Baseball, same is thing. They would yep. show up and. To be honest, that's probably what got me out of baseball because I was a baseball kid. Yeah, is I would show up, cuts were made, and like the team was rolling. So yeah. I'm, like, Man, I'm uh, like, where do I fit in? They've here? been hitting balls. They've yes, been, one of my buddies was a uh, huge baseball player, and he loved basketball, but he quit basketball because he didn't want to go late to baseball. Yes, so ha- same concept. So they've kind of hopefully fixed that a little bit, um, you know, and that's that's why high school hoops hasn't started. But you know, it's. It's that time of year, and everything's winding down high school-wise around here as far as, like, fall sports, sports and that sort of yeah. stuff. You know, the high schools are in, uh, I think, soccer finished or is done this week. Um, and volleyball, I don't even know. I get lost with volleyball and that sort of stuff. So it's it's just a really cool time of year. It's probably my favorite time. Like I said, hoops, everyone's excited. Um, the Lobos have done a really good job in the portal. They did keep, obviously – house 
and Mashburn. Mashburn. And mm-hmm. is Donovan Dent back? Uh, Donovan Dent, Dent is still here. Mm-hmm. So that's a good li- like, dude. I'll tell you this. I've always thought this. If you have a really good point guard, it's going to take you a really long way. Like, and they have three solid point guards. Those kids, and I haven't even watched them this year, but last year they were impressive with another year and then some, you know, some size. And I heard an interview the other day that you know Patino said they have depth. Um, you create excitement in the pit and can press and get that thing going crazy. Yes. You're not going to have a better venue in the country. I agree. The pit is the pit for a reason, and it, it rivals most, if not all. All I would uh, say. Yeah, I mean, Ch- uh, Durham. You know, I don't know if it rivals that necessarily. Meaning, because there's eight. There's just the nostalgia about eight thousand at Durham. And I'm a Duke. I'm a nine or Tar Heel fan, so obviously I hate Duke, but I know the prestige of that. But I would say yes, it rivals that. If it's rocking and rolling, it's it's unbelievable. I I make not saying that it's not. Um, but um, yeah, like you said, for me, I completely agree. The teams that go the farthest, that make their runs, have great guard play. Yep. It's that simple. It's a big man. Everyone's bigger and faster and stronger these days. But at the <laughs> end of the day, the teams that win it all have a really good guard who's going to control the control the game, who's going to dish when he has to, score when he needs to, um, slow things down, speed things up. They have that. They have Mashburn. They have Sis. They have uh, House. So yeah. I think they have you know that opportunity to be really well. And I've heard multiple people. I was playing pickleball last night. Definitely love pickleball. You played it. <laughs> no, it that's you don't, hilarious. Don't start because you're going to get <laughs> yeah, hooked. You won't, you, stop. you won't stop. And I was my pickleball group. There, they love global basketball, and they were talking about it. They were just excited about it, and they're like, "Oh, I, I see top twenty-five here. With, you know, top fifteen, even top 10 I'm like, "Wow, they've said it." So I, I, I don't know what they see that I don't. Yeah. Maybe I haven't dove deep enough, like you said, into it. But I'll be excited and I'll support. So that's for sure. All I ever ask of Lobo fans is to have some patience with you're going to go through some stretches throughout yes. the year. And I just, what drives me nuts is like cheer for them even when they struggle. Absolutely. Yes, I know it's hard, but imagine, and I always think of the coaches, you know, uh, Coach Gonzalez, mm-hmm. Coach Patino, just all of them. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you're so fickle. You like, know, let's go, it's, like, it's, support them. Let's get after it, and I get it. Because they're kids. They're still young men doing out <laughs> That's there. That's true. Yes, people don't think about that, right? It's not a professional team, Yep. you know, but in New Mexico, right, there's no professional team, so we are, you know, obviously I've been in that situation, and I just, you know, just things take time, you know, allow things to develop, allow things to, 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 to manifest. If there's a dream and a vision, see it through. Yeah. You know, when things get rough early on, don't turn and, and, and give up and wash your hands of things. Run through it and manage it and, and let it see through because if you see through, things will turn out great on the other side. And, you know, I just quickly before we have to go to break, and I know I wasn't here last week, but Bobby Knight passed away. And, yeah. dude, Bobby Knight for me was like, I know he was rugged. And if you go listen to some of the stuff that he says, there's one especially that everyone needs to go listen about Michael Jordan yep. and how he got after Michael Jordan yep. in one of the Olympics or something like that. But, I mean, you know, Bobby Knight was... I mean, he w- he was rugged, yeah, that's for sure. Old school. But I'll tell you what, he was really good. Yeah, we, we talked really about good. it last week, you know, even though you weren't here because it was obviously something that was really big and really, uh, you know, just a, a loss for college basketball because he's absolute, he's an absolute icon, top five. And um, so absolutely paying homage to, to one of the greats. So the price athletes pay to be great, as Bob Barker used to say, is the price right? <laughs> and is Wimbanyamba... Is the Wimbanyamba train a unicorn 
or just smoke when we return on the other side. ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Let's get back to the 8th Grady Sports Show with Jerome Espinoza and Dontrell Moore on ESPN Radio 1017, the team. Hello, welcome back. I'm here with Jerome Espinosa, PGA professional and director of 8 Grady's golf program. I am Dontrell Moore, director of Dontrell Moore Football Academy, powered by 8 Grady's, and you are listening to the 8 Grady's Sports Show. Uh, so many things we've talked about over the you know, course of the few weeks and you know, since we've dove into so many different things, I, I, I'd like to talk about a little bit about the price of fame, the price of greatness <laughs> It's you know, it, it is. It's it's a heavy thing because people love sports, right? Sports dominates the world, right? You you forget that sport is just a game, right? But it becomes people's life. It becomes it's religious. It's almost a religion <laughs> for true. people, right? And Idol. yes. And so what is the price that people pay or athletes pay or that we pay? You know, I got to throw myself in there, you know, still <laughs> yeah. an athlete, right? Of greatness on any level. Um, I'll I'll. I'll I'll ask you just when you hear a price of fame or price of greatness, what jumps out just initially off the top of your head? Like, is it something positive? Is it something negative? Is it neutral? Is it excitement? Is it, you know, cringing? What What do you think of when someone says, what is the price of fame or the price of greatness on any level? Well, I think probably the most, you know, like famous person that I've been around or spent some time with and then been with public in him is Noda Begay. And, you know, Noda here is like a, a living legend or whatever. And I actually told him, I go, dude, you're famous. I'm like, gosh, because I'll tell you what, the biggest thing is their time. Yeah, Everybody wants their Something time, of their time. Yeah. whether it be they're in an event and it's like, Hey, can I get a picture? Hey, let me tell you this story. Hey, this or that. Hey, this or that. Hey, no, can you touch like, my baby? Yes, dude. Like, and you probably, you I know, do. when you were I playing still, for the no, Lobos or even still now, I whatever. An and Smith the other day still, I'm not yeah, joking. So it's, yeah, it's just, I think the time is for me, like, you know, because let's just, I'll just use you, like you're out with your family shopping. And again, you know, you're not getting paid the massive dollars. So for you, it's probably a little more costly where if I'm, I just say, if I'm Tiger, Tiger. these people are probably somehow funding me or I'm Jordan. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm billions Billion. and billions because and billions. Of the mark, because, because of people. Because of probably that person gratis, mm-hmm. it, it's tiny. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a little different because it's like, God. Do you feel okay. obligated in that situation? I would say you at to least have to, I, and I'm I'm not them, but like I'm a respectful dude. I've heard some instances where they're not so nice, right, or they're annoyed or whatever. Which I get it. Like to me, that would happen. But I would also say my pocketbook has benefited, so because I better show a little yeah. more grace. Absolutely, and Here. just you know, where it, if it's me, I'm like, well, I'm just just a normal Joe, like right. whatever. Yeah. Don't bother me. I'm with my family, but for them, I think it's it's kind of a double edged sword. Right? It is the price of fame is what we're talking about, and and Jerome brought up a great point because I do what I can to become famous or great at my sport, and with that fame or greatness comes notoriety. What I will say is, I think there's a fine line because what happens is I do feel and I felt obligated in those moments to say hello to my my friends talk about it all the time like how do you do that you're just always on you always say hello you're always a nice guy <laughs> they're like i listen we we literally you know your dog just died and you're out there talking to the obligation is still there the only thing that i think i struggle with is sometimes that the fans let's say on tiger's level not on mine obviously i'm saying on a global level lebron jordan's those guys 
that the fans sometimes feel that they, I don't know if this is a word, but own the athlete and there's yep. an expectation of their time. They're still human. They're human beings. They have emotions. They have families. They have stress. Uh, stress. <laughs> they have, you know, bad days, right? And so I think fans, we almost don't, we're not allowed to, we're not allowed to be human yeah. sometimes. And again, that's the price of fame, yep. right? And is it okay? Not necessarily. But, you know, if Jordan said, hey, I'll be either, you know, a decent basketball player or be the greatest of all time and I'll have billions of dollars and every once in a while a fan will think that I should go out of my way to give them the hug, I think he'd take the ladder, right? So I, I think the price of fame is crazy. I, let, the other thing is health. The price of fame, your life, your family, your money, fun, quotes, you know, like um, hard work um, is a price of fame, right? If I told you to think of two or three players where you thought, what did they give up to be yep. great? Yep. The the one that jumped out to me is Kobe. Yep. If I get there at three o'clock in the morning and they're asleep, you know, so the price of fame of greatness on any level is you give up your time. I don't know who it was, dude. The other day I heard one of these, um, you know, one of these guys talking. He's like, if you want to be great, a lot of decisions are made for you. Oh. Like you don't have decision making to make because if you want to be great, you can't sleep up. In, you can't stay out. You can't do drugs. You can't, can't go get drunk. Can't There's eat a lot King, of things that are get. like, if you say you want to be great, a lot of decisions, you're saying a lot of these decisions don't even have to be made. Right. But that's a heavy. It's a heavy. That's, that's the price of greatness, right? And what price are you willing to pay? And then the thing that I, I, I transition into is can do parents make that that decision for their kids sometimes too early yep and 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 thoughts of trying to become great and the price of fame or greatness like michael jackson i think about it all the time and whether you Gosh, like him or not so I, I, I love michael that's my guy and i think about he lost his childhood he never was able to go and get his feet dirty or go and play and go in and 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 get in trouble he he lost that he never the price of frame or greatness and sometimes it could have you know adverse effects yep they did for and, him I'm and sure. it, as it did for him obviously so um i think about health and ct like you know like i think about for me like oh man i i you know made it to the nfl and i really wish i would have had a four or five eight year career and i was good enough and i got there and, and then got released but the reality is maybe the price of that fame or greatness on any level for me would have been like I don't have any CTEs. Yeah. I don't have any concussions. Yep. You know, my health is intact. Yeah, there's you, a lot to be said for that. There's a lot to be dude. said, you know. A lot. Um, I'm able to play with my kids. I'm able to get up and down, you know. Like this thing about Tiger. Tiger said a few years ago his only thing that he was hoping and praying for was could he play with Charlie. Yeah. I mean, it will. And, you know, Noda had his national championship just this last week. Tiger was catting for his son, Think about walking, that. holding a bag. Think about he that. actually looked good. I watched a lot of videos. Less I'm like, limp, less I'm like, limp. Yeah, I'm like, he looks, obviously he's not playing, right? right. He's It's one plane, he's walking. And right. that golf course they play on doesn't have a lot kind of, of undulation. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, he looked okay. He looked good, moving, which to him right now, is a win. I bet that's number one. <laughs> like if he can caddy for Charlie. And not play. He yes. would, and I think that says, because he is the ultimate person, price of fame or greatness, right? What his dad did to him at three years old and <laughs> yep. two years old and four years old, you know, what did he lose? What did he leave, you know, uh, and things like that. So just the price of fame or game. Let's transition a little bit into another young man. We love hoop. You know, what price of fame or greatness, what, what price will he pay for fame or greatness? And that's 
the number one overall pick, Victor Wimbanyama. <laughs> Say it with me, Jerome. <laughs> yeah, that's Wimbanyama. Pretty good, dude. That was pretty I'm not good. good. Don't try it, huh? I'm like I'll go Victor. So <laughs> my question to you is is he a unicorn? Or is it just smoke? And 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 he's crowned a little early. What are your thoughts from a basketball standpoint? I will say this, he's a great young man. Yeah. He's driven, he has the dog, but what are your thoughts just from a basketball skill set? Is he I a think unicorn? It's, dude, it's like such a marathon. Like those guys, all these guys come into the NBA and name them like greatest. I'm like, dude, dude, it's 82 games. Like I saw how I saw the size of him. He's, I mean, you're playing against six eleven men that are big. Mm-hmm. Like your body's going to take a beating. No I mean, I would even say Porzingis was one that Christophe. everyone. Oh, Porzingis, he's, he's a unicorn. And granted, mm-hmm. he's very skilled. He got injured. He's right. and he is. He's super skilled. He actually played. Um, basketball in europe with a kid i coach oh, that wow. still plays out there oh wow i saw porzingis when he was 17 and he was you know every bit as much but it's just it's such a grind and there's so many things that have to just line happen. up happen so many things that have to happen so i will say this about him i think he's a unicorn obviously because he's seven foot four yep. has an eight foot wingspan he can dribble the ball he can cross you over he can shoot the three he can dunk he can play defense he is a unicorn and I just think he needs to put on a little weight, but he's in a really good position with Spurs and, and Popovich. He's yep. in the right organization. I don't think he's a flash in the pants. What makes him great also to me is he's a dog. Oh, he's a grinder. Yeah. He's willing to go work, and I think that's what makes him excited. So people will continue to watch him. He didn't have a really good game. His uh, first game in Madison Square Garden, you know, they always talk about everybody's first you know, game, you know, <laughs> Jordan's first game or LeBron's in first game garden. in the Garden, which is the most famous basketball arena in the world. Um, so he didn't play well, but I do not think he's a unicorn. I will say I do think he's a skilled, very unicorn. Um, sorry, I do not think he's a flash in the pants. I think he is a unicorn. I do think he's going to be a really, really, really good basketball player. So we will see. Stay tuned. The psychology of, of youth sports and mono e mono when we return on ESPN Radio 101.7 The Team. Let's get back to the 8th Grady Sports Show with Jerome Espinoza and Dontrell Moore on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team. Hello, once again, we welcome you back to the 8th Grady Sports Show. I'm here with Jerome Espinoza, PGA professional and director of 8th Grady's golf program. I am Dontrell Moore, director of Dontrell Moore Football Academy, powered by 8th Grady's. Flag football, the seasons are ending, so come join Dontrell Moore Football Academy, an all-encompassing academy where we focus on skill development, position-specific performance, and mental conditioning with a fun, competitive atmosphere. Interested? Go to 8gradies.com or email me at dmore at 8gradies.com. Youth sports psychology. <laughs> I, I, I take a side because I, I think about all the things that we talked about, the price of greatness, um, you know, the unicorns in each sport, so many things that we've talked about. Um, um, but the psychology of it all for youth sports, right? What do you, what are you willing to give up? What things do you, um, how do you challenge your kids to be great? And how do you think about it as a parent? Um, to me, there's three paths toward a positive outcome for youth sports psychology. Um, and I have a question for you too. Do you think that there's a too early to be kind of a too early or not a too early to, not the physical part, to mentally kind of develop your child or your athlete to kind of understand the psychology of sports and 
the the benefits and you know pros and cons of this you think there's a too early um to kind of start that process because i do think there's a too early to start lifting and physically doing those things but what about from like a sports psychology standpoint what are your thoughts on that no i don't think there's a too early i mean you know with i I guess it's got to be a healthy dose or whatever um you know for me and i'm an xpe teacher and you know that sort of thing i just think kids in general don't move um the movement of kids now is and you probably see it you know is just kids don't throw kick run ride a bike like you and i probably it was like hey get home when the lights are (laughs) when it's dark you know you were out playing everything like we played everything i mean you know you mentioned you're playing pickleball now um kids don't do that anymore and that's a concern for me like just even just movements rather than playing all these video games because i think that can get into your psyche and you could start you know just doing video games i think it's important to build relationships and you know have those little arguments like it's my ball i'm going home or you're a jerk and that sort of stuff like that's (laughs) important absolutely you're gonna deal with that all through your life there you go so you got to figure you know easy people out people that are tough to work mm-hmm. with you know and yeah. you learn that as a kid because you're like i hate oh, playing against that, that kid guy. he's a jerk yeah or he's or, really good and yeah. he cheats a little bit and he <laughs> so i gotta do this right you gotta learn that people are gonna cheat or people are gonna you know yeah no i i think there's three things that i talk about the path toward a positive outcome for youth psychology and the one thing for me is intensity your continuity and your balance the intensity for me is how intense are you as a parent how intense are you <laughs> as a, a coach <laughs> right there's certain levels of intensity. I remember um, Zion Williamson and his dad, or most a lot of other people said, Zion's dad, Zion Williamson's dad said, I did not go hard on him until he asked me to go hard on him. Yeah. But I think about um, Lamar, uh, sorry, uh, the, the the Ball brothers. Oh, Lamello, yeah. Liangelo Lonzo. and Alonzo. Their dad was just a psycho. Yep. He was psychotic. Yep. They didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Now they turned out to be okay, but there's some effects on that. So the intensity yes. is very important. What kind of intensity? Your intensity, in my opinion, has to match your child, your yep. athlete. What do they want? You have some kids. I have a kid in my uh, academy right now, great kid, seven years old, and he already trains on his own, wants to do. We have to slow him down. <laughs> We have to say, no, Oscar, we're not going to train today. We're not going to train today. We're yeah, going yeah. to skip a day. But that's him. His dad's not forcing it on him. And I think those kids, you have to up the intensity. Then continuity is we do this together. Yeah. It's not my dad wants this or my mom wants this and I don't, right? Or you want it. You know, there's this continuity that has to go to, toward a positive outcome. Talking about youth sports, psychology of kids and how you get toward a positive outcome. The other thing is balance. Yep. That's your thing you always talk about is or I've heard you say, have a good balance. Yep. Talk about how why balance you feel is important for a kid being successful. I just think it becomes people's identity if they don't have a good balance. You know, it's Dontrell Moore, the football player. Like, well, what about Dontrell Moore, the, the dad, man, the, the human, the preach. this, the that? Like, it's it's. I just think it's super important to be balanced. And you know, the other part of that is sometimes you got to be a little bit crazy to be <laughs> the goat too. Like, yes. you got to be just intense on it but i also think again it's the price like you said the The, price of greatness no doubt like i'm gonna be maniacal and crazy about it well i'm probably gonna lose some social skills lose friends and friends and that sort of stuff so i you know to me and i would rather have a lot more balance than be crazy and but that's why i'm not a goat either you know michael jordan would probably say you're too soft you don't do it stuff enough right that's why you are a thousandaire, not a billionaire, <laughs> right? Like, so yep. 
And I think what I'm saying to the Jordans out there or to the novice out there, parents, just allow your kid to, to, to grow into whatever that's going to be. And that's the price, meaning you know, Michael Jordan's dad or mom maybe knew he was super competitive, you know, so then they, 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 they had that balance and they supported him. But if your kid just wants to be a thousandaire one day, yeah, I'm talking about from a sports standpoint, don't drive them so hard to There's be Michael wrong Jordan. With that. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. You see what I'm saying? And so I think it's, it's, it's that balance. And, and there are benefits of playing versus not playing. I'm a sports guy. You know, I don't know if my kids will ever want to play sports or not, right? And and who knows if they will or how they will or won't. But I think it's important, as we kind of wrap up here today, is that we understand that there are benefits to not playing sports as well, too. Yeah. There are benefits to being the dad who loves sports and supports your kids who want to do art. I would even art. say someone that maybe they don't play your football. Maybe they, maybe they love golf. Maybe they love tennis. Yes. And you don't know anything about it? Right. Okay. That's fine. Right. No, I and that's okay. That's absolutely okay. I think that's something to 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 be it's admirable to me, admirable, sorry, if you are someone who can say, "You know what? I was a baseball player. My son's going to play bat." Support them in that. Yeah. Right? And so um so much obviously to enjoy. We we thank you so much for listening. We, next week we'll get to the art of competition. I wanted to get into that and I think it's a great thing and it coincides with all of those things. But um that will do it for this week, folks. I am Dontrell Moore, director of Dontrell Moore Football Academy, powered by eight Grady's, and proud Lobo legend. He is Jerome Espinosa, PGA professional and director of eight Grady's golf program. Thank you again so much for listening. There will be, as always, a link to today's show at 8grady's.com. Tune in next week where Jerome and I talk golf, football, and everything in between. Every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on ESPN Radio, 101.7 The Team. Thank you for listening to the 8 Grady Sports Show on ESPN Radio 1017 The Team with Jerome Espinoza and Dontrell Moore. Come back every Saturday from 10 to 11 for all of the latest news and analysis from the world of golf, football, and much more.